It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoiced. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. Of course, I'm here with UPenn's finest, Danny Cole, at UPenn, but we're also joined by our guest, Amiri Stewart, six foot four, guard, wing combo out of Wilm U. Amiri Stewart, thank you for having, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And we're just going to get right into things. We're going to start with our Summit's Plummets. I went over with Amiri what Summit's Plummets is, and uh, I'll just go first as an example, just to give him a you know, what we're kind of doing. Shakedown. Obviously, Jalen Hurts in the Philadelphia Eagles offense would easily be my summit this week. I mean, come on. 380 passing yards, four total touchdowns, and probably leaping into the front of the MVP race by the media, I would assume. Yeah. My summit of the week, I got to get out of Jalen Hurts like you did. But my summit of the week is every MLB player. Aaron Judge, $360 million. Trey, Trey Turner, Turner three hundred million. million. Combined between the two of them, they're making nearly seventy percent of a billion dollars. And there's a lot of other players still in the market. There's going to be over probably over two billion dollars worth of contracts given out this offseason. and that speaks that like yeah, baseball is a sport where you don't have to be put hard this on your body. You're going to make a bag. Yeah. Kyler Murray chose the wrong sport. Yes, he did. <laughs> he could he, he could really be a pro. He could have one of these contracts right by now. He could have one of these contracts be and be playing right and be now. playing call, pro Call of Duty still. Just just pro to crazy. Pro yeah. That's how hey, Kyler Murray. Let's swing it to Amari. What's the summit? Uh, I would say just with my Lakers. They've been yeah. balling. They've been balling out lately. Can't guard Donovan Mitchell, but <laughs> that was the one game I'll give Donovan Mitchell been going to tear the season. But overall, Anthony Davis been snapping. The team is finally going through him. And proud to see him actually being healthy on the court. And LeBron's not playing at the age of 37. And it's just it's good to see we're actually winning. And yeah, 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 no more Anthony Day-to-Day Davis. That is true. Low-key still, but Low key. He we'll, get we'll get to the Lakers. We'll get to the Lakers a little bit later. We're going to go to them a little bit more on depth after we talk about some of the D2 college basketball stuff with Amiri. And we're also going to talk about Coach Deion Sanders, who was on the move to Colorado. Um and essentially talk about the whole meeting he had with his new team. But on to, I was say, on to plummets. 
I'm going to take a little shot at Amari's favorite team, New England Patriots. They unfortunately, and the Steelers, actually, both of you. Offensive coordinators are absolutely horrible. Yeah. The Steelers yeah. are sort of getting away with it still. Uh, I find it hard that you only give your best player, you know, two targets or your best wide receiver two targets in terms of talent. I would say Deontay's still best, but Pickens could be the future with Deontay probably not coming back next year. Uh, Matt Patricia. He is sent a two year extension. He's robbing y'all. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then back to. Matt Patricia, I mean, he just simply won't open up the offense for nah, Mac just, Jones. I mean, just watching the games, it just like it just hurts not seeing Mac Jones not be able to throw the ball. That's what he's literally there to do: throw the ball. Yeah, and, and it's not bad, like this run bad. game is out of this world. It's not like we have a top five running back in the league where we have to hand the ball. Ramondre is good though. He, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's good, good mm-hmm. but he's not. He's not no Jonathan Taylor. He's Nick not Chubb, Saquon, Henry, Henry, Miles Sanders. I'll give them all say McCaffrey. CMC. CMC. Yeah. So, CMC like, gonna carry the load. Next. Shoot, even Kenneth Walker. Like Kenneth Walker. I mean, he, was, he was about to get he was about to get whooped by uh, Geno Smith on the sideline though. Was. But but it's just like it just sucks seeing him. It's cool. Definitely. Uh my plummet of the week goes to we're gonna stick in LA, like your Lakers, with the USC Trojans. Getting knocked out and by Utah again, again. Uh, what, did, what did James Draw say? What happened? What happened? <laughs> I mean, that video alone essentially like put him in the start. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to be in. Uh... James, you're you're next to come on this podcast. Yeah, never. Uh, <laughs> we can never get with a mega star like that. Like so, James, nah, yeah, it's I'm, too big. I would say for me, it would be last night losing that game against Jefferson. Definitely feel like we should have won that game. It was just like a couple missed calls and a couple missed free throws really changed the game. And that's probably the worst thing. That's probably happened to me this week. That's probably the only bad thing. It's all about the bounce back. But yeah. about that game last night. So, Amari, you started your fourth game last night. Yes. And Wilmington, when you have not started, we're a one and three program. Yeah. Since you have started, you guys are three and one. Is there anything besides you? Just being out there, do you feel as if there's any like changes or anything that coach has like done differently between the first four games and these last four games, uh, or do you think it's simply you you, you <laughs> merging in with the players, you I, know, being active on defense, playmaking? Like in the first couple of games of the season, we were starting off slow. We were starting off games really slow, like down like 10, 12 points in like the first six, seven minutes of the game. So me becoming me coming off the bench it was kind of me bringing that energy. And then they finally realized that if we want to, like, not start off slow, we need a Mario on the court, is kind of what Coach was saying. So me starting, we weren't getting no more slow starts. It was actually getting the, getting the lead at the beginning of the game, maybe putting the pressure on the team. Just bring my energy on the court makes everyone else play better, I feel like. Do you call it the Jalen Hurts effect? Everyone yeah. else is better. Yeah, it's the like Taylor Heineke. It's like just from a more talented standpoint. But, yeah, I mean, we we went to your first start. Uh, me and a couple other guys went to your first start, and I think you could see the defensive presence was already there yeah. in the fact that no person on the court can switch on to you. No. That's one. Even the bigger guys, they tough, hard time getting down there. The outside wings have a hard time creating separation, getting their shot off. Yeah. Now, last year, you made a far jump. You went from barely, I would probably say like 10 minutes a game, not even sometimes. Not even, yeah. And now you are starting for – a program who has a realistic chance to go to the D2 nat- national tournament. Yes. What outside of coaching? I mean, coaching can only like get you so far. You 
you have to become better as a player. And what you, where does preparation even start from making the jump to out of the rotation to like solid division two basketball? Uh, for me, it might be different for other people. For me personally, it was more for its confidence and proving myself onto the court and letting the coach trust me. Because I can say last year when I was on the court, I didn't really show that I was confident in my game. And I was proving to the coach that he can trust me on the court and not make a mistake when we needed like a bucket or a defensive presence. But this year, just a lot more confidence in me, a lot more confidence in my skill, playing with the guys on the court, playing with them during practice and showing that like I can prove myself on the court and not be a liability on either offense or the defensive side really helped me out getting on the court. Yeah. All right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean that, that. And then I think I think defense. Your defense has has come a long way. That that is one. Uh, assuming you know, middle school days, you couldn't hold me. But, <laughs> but you know, all I say is, when we're playing blacktop pickup basketball, you're a scary person to try driving the paint against. <laughs> Listen, that's, that's a very true fact. I do not want to go against you when you're driving to that basket. Who? I mean, I don't want to go against you. When you go to the no, I'm talking about you. you know, I, I don't want to drive to the basket. I don't want to drive when you're in the paint. Yeah. yeah. That's, 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 that's the next court. That's the crazy thing. Like, so you, a lot of people from the outside, if it's, a, it's like D1 or nothing. But here's the thing. A lot of people in, like, the county, city area, you are either going D1 or like you're going D three for academics, and like the D two area is kind of just like, if you're really one of the elite of the elite, then you you will you will find a way. What even? I don't know if you look this far ahead. What is even the path after? Because I mean, you made the first jump. You are, you are truly a good two way player on a Division two basketball roster. What even is the next move? What would be after this? Uh, just depending on how the season goes, I would love to go Division One. That's always been like a dream of mine to play Division One. But I know my dad didn't to do it, but my mom did, and she loved the experience. So I definitely want to play Division One. But overall, like I think many people just believe that if you don't go Division One, they don't think you like you should just quit basketball at that point. It's not true at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't think our middle school, our middle school uh, principal, they played over played overseas. Oh, for a moon. I mean, we also had a. Derek Jones Jr. went to our middle school, and Derek Jones Jr. Did go to safe to say, Derek Jones Jr. is doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like if people, I don't think people really understand like Division Two basketball. It's not as far as far as the talent wise on Division One level. Like some low Division Ones get beaten by Division Twos, as we can Absolutely. see. Like we saw by Louisville this year, like Division One ACC team losing to Division Two teams. But it's, I think as far as more as size, math, how big you are. How a player you are. I would say um I would do exactly what uh what LeBron did. Take your talents to South Beach. Yeah, okay. Go to go play for uh Florida. No, no, for, for Miami. Go play for Miami. Well, Miami. I yeah. think I think across division one, two, and three, the top top tier talent, I think there is that in every single one. Yeah. It's just a matter of how much of it is in every single one. Yeah. Division one, obviously, there's a lot, a lot of talent. D two, same thing. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of talent. D three, and there's also talent there. And a lot of Division two players really fall underneath their scouts radar because they don't get really highly recruited from AAU or high school, so they yeah. fall in that Division two category. But some of these players are like Division one. Like some of my players could definitely play Division one on my team. And another aspect of it, it, it could be like most of the time this route is JUCO, but sometimes I mean like. You're a Division One player with a D three attitude, and 
sometimes you get stuck in the middle. But I could definitely, I could realistically see a path for you playing Division One, getting the recognition at a there. All right, so I know he's Dwight Howard, but if you watch that Taiwan game, those dudes can't play. No, they can't play. It was. It, I could go out there and get ten. I really, I'm pretty like, sure. It really looked like Dwight Howard playing against like a, a bunch of like middle school and high school. Yeah, teams. they they're not. They have no size. They look uncoordinated. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of times they couldn't even make a layup half the time. Exactly. I think for a player like you, there's a pro league out there somewhere that could e- that would easily pay you to play basketball for them. Yeah. And you're definitely on the track with the the, the two way, the next level scoring. Man, you saw Europe players come and make an impact immediately. Um, yeah, scoring wise, definitely because of the three second violation yeah. and stuff like that. Now. One thing I wanted to ask you and miss before we get to the Deion Sanders stuff is transferring. Last year, you're a sophomore. Now, mind you, most great talents around NCAA, it's one year and you're done. Now you're in your second year and it, and you're not getting the play in time you wanted. What at that moment were, were you thinking by the end of the year? Is it like, I want to transfer? Like, I'd rather go somewhere else where I can just like- play. What are we thinking about? Like how everything was going with me not playing and just like not being able to get on the court with the guys. And like I felt like I was proving myself during practice and during the off season, during the summer leagues. I felt like I was proving myself but not getting on the court. Like I'm not gonna lie, I definitely thought about transferring. Like it just really was taking a mental stage on me. But I felt like I was never a type of person to give up on team mid year or mm-hmm. beginning of the year. Can't like I never was that type of person. So I definitely thought about transfer, but I was never gonna do it during the season. Like, I, if I was going to play this entire season, then I'd be out probably going to transfer, more hmm. likely. Well, I mean, yeah, you got plugged into the starting lineup. Your team's three and one since. You lose a close one last night. How many How many times do you play that game and walk away with some missed free throws or some bad calls? You know, yeah. anything could happen once you meet that team again. Yeah. So, I mean. You play them again? We do play them again in January. Well, that's, back. that will be the time you get them back. Now, obviously, with the news this week, Deion Biggest Sanders news. took the job at Colorado. Mm-hmm. There's a viral – what's going viral is a video of him that he told the current team, he said, I got some positions to figure out because I'm bringing some guys with me. And a lot of people interpreted that as, like, y'all got to kick rocks. Like, y'all got to answer transfer, transfer portal, you're not going to play. Mm-hmm. But I personally saw that as, like, are y'all going to take this person? That's what I felt like. I mean – no coach would straight up just tell somebody, knowing the camera's going, but like, y'all got to transfer. I'm going to bring my entire team with me. But he's not going to bring the entire team with them because then he's going to play at Jackson State. And I think Dion isn't one to tell somebody to quit. He wants to see what they got. Yeah, I think the real question is, does Travis Tonner come with yes, him? Yes, he's coming. 100%. He's coming he, he even, and uh, what's it called? Dion even said like he's bringing his son over. But his son still has to win the job. His son might not yeah. win the job, like man. His son, his son still has to win his the job. His son is going to win they the job, I can promise they, you guys. They were definitely 1-11, so I really hope. They went 1-11. They went through five quarterbacks. Yeah. The quarterback who played the most hey, no. got sacked more times than he threw touchdowns. Yeah, I don't think you realize, though, like, every person who's not committed in the senior class is going to want to play at Colorado. Not all. It do, not well, all. it does – I don't think – because you got to think. Dion's starting his kid. Yeah. Let's know. I'm not saying, I'm not saying all, all just quarterbacks. I'm saying. 
But still, but you got Trey to, Sanders might be coming over from Alabama. But I mean, but you gotta understand, like every kid that in the normally people that are in the transfer portal right now, over a thousand, yeah. over a thousand the day after Deion Sanders took the job. So you gotta think these these, these seniors, they're not gonna have like they're not gonna have a chance to go to Colorado or like that type of schools. I'm gonna be honest, if kids. Deion Sanders is a great coach. He could probably flip around this Colorado program. But, I mean, a lot of kids are probably looking to go Alabama or, you know, some other actually established program. Like Penn had somebody go to UCLA. Penn had someone go to UCLA. Yeah. That's entirely across the nation. And, but and, I would, and, and most kids that are already, like, that were seniors, they already committed. They're not, yeah. they're not going to wait out. They're not going to wait out the entire season to get all unless they didn't have any offers. Most kids that are five-star or four-stars or even three-stars – are already committed by the yeah. beginning of the season. So the kids are already committed. There's some people already decommitting from Colorado, and I honestly think that says a lot about their character. I think that's – The competition. They don't want to deal with they the don't, competition. They don't they, – they, the old coach probably told them, look, the job's yours. And first of all, you never tell a kid that because yeah. that gets all the competitive juices out the, out the window. Where would you be if your coach told you, yo, you're definitely starting next year? Uh, I probably would not have. I would not try to yeah, you wanted to try. You wanted to put the work in that wasn't a part of practice. Like, are you I, going yeah. to these open runs? Like, like, I literally just exactly. I literally just if it was like he told me that during the summertime, I would not go to any of the summer games. I would not go to any of the practice, like workouts and that stuff. I already know my starting spot is solidified. Why would I even work? Exactly. So kids who are decommitting and stuff. I mean, like you can't bring what you think Nick Saban's going to tell you. Oh, oh, the spot's yours. No shot because Jalen Hurts came in. And became Nick Saban's first true freshman quarterback. Yeah. So like, no spot is guaranteed, and I think that says a lot about their character. Just because Dion said, "Oh, I'm bringing my luggage with me." Like no, like no kid from like it's very few freshmen, true freshmen that actually. But even Marvin Harrison this year is his first year really playing. Last year, yeah, like last year you had this, you had the sparks and everything. This year he showed he was the best wide receiver in the nation. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So like, there's not good. really any true freshmen. So people that are going to come to Colorado next year. Are still going to own. They're still going to gain their spot. They're, just because you come from Alabama, go to a lower conference, don't mean you're the best player on that. Best player in that position. Yeah. Another note in college, though. Jackson Smith and the Jigba skipping the bowl game. How do you feel about first yeah, round, that's future, future first round picks? I respect that. deciding to. I'm not going to play for my team to I try mean, it out. Here's the thing, though. He is competing for a national championship. Yeah, but I think well, you saw what happened to Jameson Williams. And and with um, Jackson, he already deals yeah with he's injuries. already dealing with injuries all year. Yeah, I get I get that for him, but I'm talking about other people. Look, I feel I like mean, it, I feel like at good. the end of the day, if you were, I think for, it's it's up to you. It's their choice. You know what's crazy? Julian Fleming, he could get himself drafted if it, with the big performers in this playoff. He could. Absolutely. He, that, could put, he could put his name on somebody's radar. I Unfortunately, he shares the field with the best player in college football. Homs played him in, in the in state football playoff. I uh, believe they triple T in him. He still had three touchdowns. Yeah, he had three catches for roughly like 20 yards, three touchdowns. That's insane. There's nothing you can do. He was yeah. bigger, faster, stronger. And that's another thing that we can elaborate on while we're talking about the college sport. Bigger, faster, stronger doesn't always translate. Never. Actually, it rarely translates. Exactly. He was never the most finesse in his route running. No. Never had, like, the great – he was good with jump ball, of course, yeah, but, yeah. like, 
catching and then getting on the run. He was never actually the best. I think that's that. I think that's when when high school kids get into college, like they feel like oh, I'm big. They're like they're bigger than stronger. Like most Division One wide receivers or running back, they're a lot bigger than all their competition. They just run throughout the game. They, Derrick Henry can continue yeah, to be bigger and stronger than yeah, even like grown men. Yeah, that's a genetic. That's just a, that is just truly specimen. always bigger, like, faster, stronger. Like, those type of players, like the route running, might always not be this best. Always, they might not always have the best hands during yeah. traffic. So they're coming into school, a team, let's get like Alabama, LSU, Clemson. None of that's going to slide. Then none of that's going to slide. They got people already there. You got the red shirt freshmen. Yeah, yeah you, got you got back the to her. You got the juniors are coming back for their senior year. Like, they've you, already got a couple of years. You got like, transfers. Transfers. Like, you got Juco's, Tuco commits coming back, bro. So, like, there's a lot of people in that position that – you're going to have to fine-tune all your skills. Exactly. So in colleges, the time, I mean, during your college career, you better be walking out of there as, like, an NFL wide receiver. Yeah. Like, you can't wait to the NFL to become an NFL wide receiver or at least, like, be a piece away or something like that. You Like, all your skills have to be fine I think DK, I think DK Metcalf is still a piece away. I think DK Metcalf is an elite wide receiver. He's a, Not would, elite. Elite is a different tier. He's a very good I would wide the, receiver. I would put DK Metcalf in that top 10. Yeah. I, I think he's he, between a 10-15 area, but it's not like there's some guys. I'll put him at that 10th spot. I think you I think you can make the argument. D, DK just had a huge game and he's having a huge season. He's very a big, he's a very big reason of why Geno Smith is having the year he's, he's having. Bounce back season from last season. And he's very good season last year. He's lessening up the Quietly. double coverage on my fantasy wide receiver Tyler Lockett. So <laughs> thank you to DK Metcalf. Um DK's DK's full. You see a lot of wide receivers make an immediate impact in the NFL, especially guys like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, had an immediate, yeah, yeah, uh, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle had Waddle, an immediate, Smitty. he just had a completely different offense. Like you see what Waddle is now, he's nearly matched his yards from last year simply off a change of offense. Here's the thing though, and Tua, and yeah, Waddle had a hor- horrible game last week because of Tua. Tua played the worst game of football he's played all year. Actually, probably his career. I would give him he was playing one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, probably the The best defense. What if I were to say, we we think Brock Purdy is is the guy because he goes out there in our drills and he competes against the best defense in the league. So Brock Purdy, Purdy, I don't think Brock Purdy is going to last a single start in in that next game. I think he played solid last game to the point where I think you can rock with him how you rock with Jimmy J. If you're willing to rock with Jimmy J, you can rock with anybody. Don't they did it? They did just sign John Johnson. Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Oh, man. Former XFL MVP candidate. 13 13 teams in 14 seasons, something like that. Yeah, it's a lot. Ryan Fitzpatrick has a better chance of playing for the Niners than New. Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah, he's done. Ryan is done. Now, Drew Brees might come out of retirement. You never know. Yeah, I don't know. He got struck by lightning. <laughs> well, moving on to from football to so NBA, Amari is a huge Lakers guy. And the Lakers have went, I believe, 8-3 and three in their last 11 games. They clearly have turned the tide outside of the obvious. Russell Westbrook isn't turning the ball over. LeBron is looking like LeBron-ish. And Anthony Davis is – this is this was the plan. When LeBron started to get older, we'll transition to AD. That's what it's looking like. But outside of all that, like, what are some other things people might not be seeing about this Lakers team that's, like, giving them the extra boost to turn Austin, around? Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is easily probably our fourth best player right now. How he's been playing. I think I caught your fourth best player. I think I think offensively, offensively, offensively he's better than Caruso. 
I think he can create a shot a little better. He's still a very good catch and shoot shooter. And he was getting to the line pretty good last night. Alex Reeve can't guard a traffic cone, unfortunately. He is a traffic cone. <laughs> yeah, he's a cone he on, on a defense. Cone. Like, I ready? feel like Austin Reeves or Trey Young on, on defense. Oh, oh yeah. Austin Reeves because Trey Young, can't he can't guard anyone. And you don't ever watch him guard anyone because yeah. he gets hidden so much. But, but with Reeves. I, I mean, I would – I feel like all Reeves has to do is just force him to the paint. He got yeah. all, he, all he these 80s down there. I feel like that's all you have to do. I and, feel like also, and you see in a situation last night where he had to guard Donovan Mitchell, he can't you can't let him by and then he's gonna shoot over you. But if you let him by Yeah, there's no paint presence on there. Thomas Bryant sitting down there. Wayne um, Gray, bro. Like and yeah, like and I'm promise you they're either blocking that or they're getting a lob right over the head to Mobley and Allen. But I think that obviously that's a rare duo you run into yeah. of seven footers who are truly elite presence. Yeah, three of them last year. Who? Lord Marketing. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and that's still, true. And they still got K-Love off the bench. So they really have three still, like, almost three-footers. Yeah, I mean, but with the with the Lakers, I mean, a fully healthy Lakers team, I think they're 10 and 13 right now. Everyone would be like, oh, they're fighting for the play-in. They're fighting. Yes, they are. But I know when a good team flips the switch. Last year when the Celtics started rolling, we were 25 and 25. Yeah, they, 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 they got – Smacked by the Sixers. Once, I went to a game in January. Once they, they got good. Once they won that fifth straight game, they got to thirty and twenty-five. I was like, they figured it out. Yeah. From that point, they went twenty-five and twenty-five, and they lost six games since. Yeah, that they had, that at the All Star that that All Star break, I think they just flipped the whole. Yeah, they switch. they won nine games going in, and they lost to the Pistons. Yeah. And then after that, they truly flip, like you know when a good team flips the switch because eventually they'll figure it out. Jason Tatum built a lot of his game off ISO. I think we all know this. He's one of the best ISO basketball he, players. The Celtics lost, won and lost in the playoffs. Exactly. And same with Jalen Brown. And, you know, and once those two figured out how to at least just minimum playmake, they figured it out. Yeah. And with the Lakers, I think their situation is let it, – it's 80s time. Once he, When he's on the court – he is their best player. I can I comfortably like, say that now. I feel like they're realizing that if they want to win, they need to let AD go whatever, do whatever he wants in those first three quarters, even four and a half, and then let Bron just take over at that. Save his, save, his, save his energy. Let him do – let AD do all the heavy mm-hmm. lifting in the beginning. Keep the game close. Like you saw in the Bucks game, AD had 40, 44, missed eight, like missed like what, five, six shots. So, yeah, it was yeah. very efficient. It was monstrous. So he, let AD, he let AD do whatever he wanted, but – Brown had 28 and 11, I believe. And that's like, that's what it has to go with. Like, AD has to be the leader score with Brown doing 28 and 30, which is crazy with Brown's averaging. So Definitely don't let Russ cook, though. No, I mean, you like, and, and that's another benefit of the Lakers. If Russ is, is that on, your first guy off the bench is even a 50% of what he used to be, Russell Westbrook. Who, who are others? Best guys usually coming off the bench. I, if, unless you're like a top tier contender, like like the like the, the Celtics first guy off the bench is Malcolm Brogdon, who might end up winning six man of the year. But let's say they're playing like the someone Warriors, like the Warriors, they're playing the Warriors for sure. The first person to come off the bench is Jordan Poole. That's the only dude coming off the bench. Yeah, These right. dudes suck. Yeah, everyone else off. The, everyone if, else off that bench is like you're like like you're outside the top play. six. I think that's probably one of the worst benches. Best Philadelphia 76ers. Who's the first dude off the yeah. bench? Joe, is, uh, what happened to? Um, Warriors centers. Kevon Looney? Kevon Looney's solid. 
Wiseman. Wiseman. He was in the G League, and his because, plus and his plus minus in the G League was minus thirty five in those five games combined. What did happen? What, where's he at right now? He think he be called him back up? Because Wiseman. Is he a bust? I don't. Yes, absolutely. I right no, right I now, I, yes. I honestly don't think he's a bust because you gotta understand, he didn't really play his rookie year. He was hurt all last year. This is his first real season of playing basketball since high school. I think the problem with Wiseman, though, when you're that top tier type pick, when you're second overall pick, you're expected to come and be the franchise guy. But he reminds me of he's not. the way when I'm was getting career started. Yeah, Barely not, playing. It's hurt. kind of hard to be that franchise guy. When you get drafted by the Warriors. Exactly. They clutch. weren't even meant to be there. They it's, it's I think a more complimentary player for them would have been LaMelo because was, I think it it's hard day. for Wiseman, who's this top-tier scorer, thinks he can shoot. I don't know how well he can shoot now, but thinks he can shoot. So he's supposed to be this guy that you could build an offense around like Carl Anthony Towns, but that's not going to happen when you have Steph Curry, who's Steph probably going to be in it for a little bit. Jordan Poole's going to follow him up. You still got Clay. You still, like, you're, like, you're literally that – Fourth option on that court. Fifth, I would fifth, I, I would fifth. honestly say fifth. Draymond Draymond, Draymond touches the ball before anybody. Yeah, so, then, so. so then he's like that. Man, I think he's a six. I put Clay over him right now. Nah, he's, Clay only getting the rock if he uh, if it's that spot up. Because right now, I mean, Clay has it. Like before those last couple of games, Clay was he was looking, looking bad. Looking real bad. But honestly, with the with the Lakers, I would say though, I know when a good team flips the switch. I I want to give credit to the coach because he's using his role players to his fullest, but he has to take away Dennis Schroeder's minutes. He can't guard anybody. He's not an elite offensive weapon like Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly gives his absolute all in defense. It's great. He, he can't really shoot that well. He Patrick Beverly hasn't had a, hasn't had a good game on the offensive side yet this season. I I would rather take that than Dennis Schroeder, Dennis Schroeder because he cannot his his scoring don't do nothing. No, I don't know how to explain yeah. it. Like like two points is two points. Yes, but like like we get, like get a layup when we're down like ten. Yeah, like that—that's not swinging the momentum. Dak Prescott merchant. Dak, yeah, I mean, garb—not I want to say garbage time merchant, but like he—it's not swaying up. Like, let's go to the let's go to the Sixers. Let's go to the Sixers. It depends who's getting your buckets to bring the energy. Like if Tyrese Maxey's getting your buckets, you're like, all right, swing. Yeah, like let's go. Like you know he can keep scoring, but like George Niang. If Corkman scores a lay, you're like, mm, I don't know. That's so not going to get things going. Shake can take over sometimes. Shake, I mean, Shake can. I think he's a very good offensive plug, but he's horrible in defense. Yeah, but I mean, with with Dennis Schroeder, he's like, I think he started last night. I'm not going to lie. Um, I need to watch the game. So I but he he takes too much time holding the ball at the beginning of the possessions. He loves the ball. He'll get a screen, and then he thinks he could take it. it He's just not really that good of an offensive player, hence why when he got traded, Boston did really good. So, yeah. we actually, I believe last year it was a crazy stat. Um, I don't know what our minutes were. I want to say 19 and 9, something like that, when he got 17 or less minutes. Like, his his time, more time of him off the court, better the Lakers are going to be, and I think they're going to find themselves right back in contention. But it's like, here's the thing, like, if he doesn't play right, who are you giving those minutes to? Like AD already plays around 40. LeBron already plays around 35 to 40. Russ already plays around around 30 minutes. Who are you going to get this minutes to? Like, Austin Reeves already plays around 25. Bobby Walker starts. Troy Brown Jr. has been playing around. Kendrick Nunn, unfortunately. You know, why did they cut the best quarterback in, in the uh, AFC South? Yeah, they cut Matt Ryan. Because, That's tough. Because Matt Ryan, after he hit that game, game time shot, 
I don't think he hit another three after that. <laughs> like, got, I, like, got I, too high. like, I don't think he, like, he's, he played, like, what that game. Don't get hyped for the moment and start the back battle. Yeah, I think essentially. He, I think he played that next game, like, 16, 17 minutes. I think he shot, like, four for four from three. That's wild. Yeah, that's the thing when you can only shoot. I mean, if you're going to shoot, you got to be able to shoot. Like, Celtic Sam Hauser shoots the piss out of the ball. Yeah, yeah when, he gets to, when he gets in in the playoffs for, like, a minute. No, he's like a regular rotation. Now he is. I'm saying last year in the playoffs, he got it. He needed like a time. minute. He needed time, but I mean, this year the Celtics are they look like far and away best player, best I, team in basketball. I feel like now. if the Lakers are going to make any type of push for the regular season, we're going to have to trade for another shooter. I think that everyone. What do you have that. to trade? Uh, we can easily trade Juan Toscano because he's not playing. Give us LeBron James for Sam Hauser. I don't think anybody <sighs> wants Juan Toscano in the first round. Sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think you guys should top sign, thirty protect. I think you guys should go after Cam Reddish, Marcus Cousins again. No, no, no again. Uh, it's not like our, help. our center problem. Our center presence is not the problem. AD already plays like forty minutes. Oh, no, no, no. Marcus Cousins is the third though. Gideon said he's going to take over. <laughs> no, nah, we, we need. I would say go get Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish, I think, oh. would be a good rotational wing. Along with, you know who's a bucket? Troy Brown Jr. Troy Brown. He's bro. a bucket. Troy Brown Jr. does all the little things that, like, you're like, oh, he didn't really score, but, like, he does all the things. I that, watched him and Reeve go on 11-0 run by themselves. Like, he, like he'll, like, you're like, oh, shoot, Troy Brown had it. He didn't even score this game, but, like, we still won. And the next game, he scores, like, 25, and we still win. Like, he does all the little things that you won't see in the stat sheet. But he but can also, could also you a go. bucket if so. I think he could find himself as a rotational player. They can add him start, internally to see Max Christie actually shoot. I think I just don't think Max Christie's ready. I don't know. I don't know. No, I think he'll be ready next year, but I just don't think this season right here because he's still, like, little – he's, like, a little guard, bro. He's, like, only, like, 200 pounds. That's true. Well, Yo, you know what? If the Lakers really want to pay up the money, I might give a call to Miami Heat. Ask me for Duncan Robinson. That's a lot of money. I don't even think I've seen him play this year. They Is he play, hurt? They don't play him. They don't, they, They're they, paying him, not paying him. But that, here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing, though. The, the Heat might be willing to say, if you give us a draft pick or if you give us what, a player. What draft pick are we going to give? But we have one draft pick. The, the Heat no, might they'll, take, they'll, they'll, they'll be like, we'll take Duncan and a draft pick. Oh. Uh, and we'll give you – Russell Westbrook. Anderson. Here's the thing, though. Yeah, if y'all take on his contract, they'll gonna they'll give you a pick, probably. Maybe. Well, one last thing before we get out of here is Will you making the, the D2 national tournament? I 100% believe Will you will make the national championship. National tournament. You can't bet on that, but you – You should – if you could bet on D2, could. you could bet on it. I just want to say one last thing. Quick plug for Amari. 16 points per game, three rebounds a game, four assists per game. Roll these highlights. Come on. Kick and, kick and ball. If any coach comes across this, the kick and ball, and you want them on your program or any overseas coach, whatever, doesn't matter. You kid knows ball, plays ball. You pen coach, I'm going to call you up. <laughs> right here, Myra Stewart. Now, he don't want to come to UPenn and get whooped by Temple. Oh, God, no. <laughs> he want to he come play for the Owls. That's what he wants. Man. You're going to throw up the O for Owls, not overtime. Throw up the Owls. Big Owls. Owls. battle. Tough. Thank you guys for tuning in so much. Thanks again to Amari for joining us on the show. And we will see you guys next time. Stay tuned. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet.